Welcome back to Snakey's Tap Tour. We're recording this on a Thursday. Um, possibly could be one of the biggest days of the year. Certainly for me, Graham Potter's left Brighton and I'm devastated having to drown my sorrows. And there's a lot of talk that, unfortunately, the Queen may be leaving us. I am joined by a good friend of mine, Russell Cook. Hello, mate. What's going on? Cheers for the beer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Russ isn't drinking beer. We'll get on to why that is in a minute. Mm -hmm. How you been? Yeah, good, mate. Really, really busy, to be fair. Yeah, lots going on, which we'll talk about. Um, But yeah, nah, mate. Cheers for having me on. No, your story is an incredible one. You've done podcasts, done videos, but um, yeah, it's, it's an incredible story from you. And we'll go through all those bits. We'll have a sit down for hopefully about an hour. Yeah. I'll be on the beers, you're on the black and sofas. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so just a little bit of background on Russ. Um, Russ and I met each other 12 years ago. Yeah. When I was, uh, well, 13 years, no, it yeah, been, 13 it years ago. would have been when you joined Worthing High. Yeah, so I was probably, what, like 12, 13? Yeah, well, 12. Yeah. Mr. Morris roped me into yeah. helping coach your football team. Yeah. So that would have been, yeah, that, yeah. 2000 and, 2009, 2010. So... Yeah. God, that's, 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 back some yeah, time, that's a long that's time. Me. That was spiky hair, mm. ginger rust cut. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and then we played football together for six years yeah. at Hillside. You know, I think there'll be a, there's got to be a Hillside episode at some point, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, You're going to get Mobby on at some point, talking about how you have to deal with 16 drunk blokes on a <laughs> Sunday morning. Um, but more importantly, you are known as the hardest geezer. Um, a nickname you gave yourself? Uh, I mean, I kind of kind of earned it through the, <laughs> through the boxing match with Paz White but yeah. yeah it's kind of self-proclaimed yeah, yeah but at the end of the day you've given it to yourself but you've backed it up yeah. it's not like you're going around with the nickname Sammy the Snake and not backing it up yeah. Um, but yeah so Tap Talk this is the inaugural first ever episode of a guest talking on this format that I've put together we're going to be talking Drinking stories, your life, what you're up to. Yeah. And also, we're going to be... I've got a few different questions that I'm going to ask guests each week. So, we will roll on from there, really. And the first question for you, do you remember your first beer? Mate, I was thinking about this um, earlier, and I'm, I can't actually remember my first ever full beer. I, I guess it would have been around 13-ish. Yeah. Um, something like that. But I do, what I do remember... It's my first ever, like, pissed moment when you look in the mirror and go, oh, I'm, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm a bit, I'm gone I'm a bit, yeah, touch yeah, and go. I still have those moments now. Yeah, a lot. Um, I remember, I remember that, I was at a house party, and just going for a piss in the morning, and I looked in the mirror, and it was like that whole, like, <laughs> whoa, like the whole world spinning kind yeah. of thing. And I was like, God, I'm, I'm drunk. <laughs> And um, yeah, like it's it's a weird feeling, isn't it? Like when you're young. See, I remember my. F- I wouldn't say it's like I can tell you the first time that I probably got drunk yeah. was 14 years old. Yeah. No. Yeah, 14 years old, or might have even been 13. It was a Christmas. It, it was age, Christmas, yeah. and we had a football because. So, for a little bit of background for listeners. Russ played for Worthing United for years. Yeah. I played for Worthing United, went to Ferring. I'm a couple of years older than Russ. But when you play youth football, you have like a core. Yeah. So you have like the parents that put parties on. You have you have the families that you grow up with. Yeah, so for yeah. you, it was like the O'Briens, the oh, Hartleys. Yeah, yeah. For me, it was like Child Northeast, Jack Yates, people like that. Yeah. Like you grow up with people. Now, we had a party and I think it was at Child Northeast house. Yeah. And... We were like all at that 13, some of the boys were 14, I'm an April baby, so I was still 13. And we're like, oh, oh, can we have a beer? And some of the parents were going, their kids, no, you can't have oh, a beer. So but me and Tom beer. Crocker were yeah. allowed to have beers. And we were like, that's fine, this is nice. And we started getting nicely pissed. Yeah. And then we went back to my mum and dad's house, back at Rectory Road before we moved to Hillside. And we found some strong bows in the fridge. Oh, and, um, it ended originals. With originals. Oh, you're, one of your favourites. Yeah, I and love the song it ended with Tom Crocker pulling the toilet seat off of the downstairs toilet because he was chundering so hard. And that's probably my first drunk story. Character building that. Yeah, good stuff. But were your parents on the team? Let uh, Russ have a beer, or team <coughs> not let? Russ no, I was on team. Ha- I, I'm, I'm allowed a beer. Um, 
And I was also on Team Sneaker a few years ago. Yeah. Well. Uh, it's one of those, I think, from a childhood point of view, if, if parents say, you cannot drink, yeah. they're going to go and drink worse. Yeah, At least yeah. if your parents are, are saying, you can have a drink, I've bought you four yeah, cans yeah, of yeah. Foster's, yeah. You're yeah. going to nick a few more, but at least they know what your original drink yeah. is. They're, you're not going and making a concoction out of the cupboard. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I remember, it, that was literally probably my scenario was like, here's four. And I go, <laughs> four, I'll take eight. Yeah, you know, I'll, t- I'll take, I'll double I'll that. start with four, yeah. and then I'll go and stand outside the offie with a few of the boys. Get asking, some cans. Tisky. Weird, like, <laughs> to, to, to buy some beer. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's the, mate, I mean, that's part of growing up, isn't it? Generally. Oh, absolutely. But, so, like, from that point of view, so let's get past childhood illegal drinking mm-hmm. because maybe one day this might go big and people go, yeah. oh, he, don't, <laughs> don't listen to that. He says that kids are allowed <laughs> to drink. Um, but but we both grew up in Worthing. We yeah, both grew yeah. up in small town, small town syndrome maybe, but you've gone on to bigger, better things. I've moved out of Worthing, but... You're growing up in Worthing, China. yeah. Growing up in Worthing, Liquid Lounge is the first day of the team. Like early drinking experiences, yeah, mate. So for me, you know how like the clubs become fashionable. So like, yeah. would, when I first turned eighteen, it was Liquid, yeah, and then a couple of years after, it was, everyone was on Bar Ten. So and now it's kind of gone back to Liquid. Well, really. for me, from what it, I gather, for me, I it was, was Friday nights. So. Midweek, Brighton, yeah. because you could afford Brighton because it was the student night, yeah. and you could get the bus home or a taxi. I used to, did you ever oh, get the bus. night bus? Oh, many a time. Oh. £4 on the night yeah. bus. Where Roughly. was your drop-off? Uh, I'd get it all the way to town. So my to drop-off, if, it, if I got on the one that <coughs> to town, I would only be able to get as far as town. I'd get a cab or a lift. Yeah. But when it used to drop around the corner from Grafton's, so I would get dropped off at Grafton's, yeah. walk round to his. He would give me one of his dad's big football coats, yeah, yeah, yeah. give me a pair of headphones, and I'd walk back to mum and dad's. No. Like, that was it. But, yeah, so it was Brighton midweek, bar 10 on a Friday, yeah. and Liquid on Saturday. Liquid was the place to be on a Saturday, whereas yeah. now... I, I wouldn't even be able been, to tell you, Have mate, you been honestly. out recently? Mate, uh, I did actually go out to my, like, Quarterly night out a couple of weeks yeah. ago, but a nightmare. Lost my phone. Everything. Where did you go? So we was in Worthing, but it was dead, mate. It was so dead. Like we went to uh, Manuka. Well, Manuka seems to be the next. I still haven't been. It yeah. seems to be the hottest, hottest. Mate, well, in it's town. all like all very a bit. Fucking, yeah, it's a bit like a bit it's love a bit island. Canvas, it's a little bit, yeah, yeah. A bit shoreditchy. Yeah. It's, so it's we went in there, there, and I, it was like. I felt like the oldest geezer in there and then it was dead so we, we thought fuck it let's go Brighton so we ended up in Brighton still can't beat a Brighton not out nah, really. Brighton's, but Brighton's you know up. like with me with our Hillside Nights Out and stuff we love a Brighton bar crawl mm. I love a Brighton bar crawl yeah um, but we'll get on to bar crawls in a bit but yeah it, it's interesting how like you say places are fashionable yeah. and like when we started going out Liquid was the place to be and then bar 10 Blue liquid out, did, the, yeah, out the water time. for a long time. Yeah, um, but yeah, those were some fun days. Were, were you a house party time. man? Did you like a house yeah, party? Yeah, I was. Mate, I was actually pretty sad when uh, house parties seemed to like come to an end. Really, uh, like that eighty. Oh, it's when you start it, going out. It's again, about yeah, nineteens. Yeah. You're max. Yeah, then, 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 yeah. Then, like, then everyone's like, "Well, I'm not going to trash my house if I can go to nightclub." It. Um, but yeah, mate, I loved the house party back in the day. I had a few of my own, to be fair. Yeah. Well, I remember when you had that little house <laughs> in Penfold Road. Yeah. Gosh, there's some stories. Like, that's that's for another podcast, <laughs> I think. Um, but, you know, let's get more onto the hardest geezer story. Yeah. So, you know, I'll give you a little bit of a cue here, but I'll let you run with it. I knew you, as I say, we played football together. Now, something that I will commend you for, and there are very few kinds of people of your ilk around, you are a grafter. Like, no matter what, I know a few people who work as hard as you, and you have always been, whether it be 10.30 kickoff on a Sunday morning, I'll get a text in the group chat, I'll be there at 10.20 because I've got to clean three gyms and, <laughs> clean three gyms and deliver some breakfast before, before yeah. I turn up. Like, you are a hard worker, but... Would you say you're stuck in a rut? Like, you're um, working horrible yeah, hours. I mean, especially, for, uh, to be honest with you, for, for a pretty long time, really. Like, from about 17 to 
probably like 20 really. Before you did your run, which we'll get on to in a bit, but you really, you worked for yourself. Yeah. Would you, would you say that you found that easier than working for someone else? Yeah. I mean, doing it on your terms. Yeah, I did. I, I, mean, I worked for myself for probably what, a year and a half before, but I, I mean, the amount of jobs I've done is fucking yeah. Insane, I've done so many different jobs, worked for so many different people. Um, but yeah, mate, I mean, at that time I was scrubbing floors, cleaning toilets, yeah. you know I mean? like, You were just doing whatever. And that's what, as I say, you are a proper grafter and I'll shake your hand cheers, for that. But um, yeah, like massively, I've always commended your work ethics. Um, now I just graft on the road, running. Exactly. Stuff. But that's the thing. So from there, maybe you you were then, were you drinking a lot? Were you? Um, uh, yeah. Uh, fuck me. Yeah, I was probably... Well, just before I started running, I was, that's probably when I was drinking the most. It was when I first started playing for Hillside. Yeah. Because um, obviously I played football my whole life growing up. And then things kind of took... There was a couple of years where I stopped well, you, playing. I was just working all the time. You get into that thing, don't you? Like I, My one was I put on a load of weight at yeah. 17 because I'd gone from being at school doing five PE lessons a week, yeah, yeah. training for football twice a week, playing on a Sunday, to yeah. going into college having loads of free time money to spend on shit yeah food. yeah and um yeah so from your point of view oh, man, like, i've still got it on my look i'll show you my screensaver is me as a little fat well we'll that and does, do you look at that when you're struggling yeah, that's, the that's, that's, that's where i was fuck, you know, no beard we'll have to get that we'll put that on socials yeah, when yeah. this goes out yeah but yeah so from that point of view so come on tell us how the running started mate um so what what it was is I was in the Arch, which is a nightclub in Brighton. Yeah, Arch, sort of, sort of, I've been a couple. It's not, really not my kind of place. Like, mate, it's not really my scene. They don't, they don't play much Venger Boys nah, or Steps. Nah, it's more so. just like noisy <laughs> Um And I was in there probably, I don't know what time it was. Probably, it was getting late and I was like, oh, fucking hell, nothing. Shit, I was looking around like, what am I doing here? And uh, <coughs> I went to go and get a taxi and there was like, and there was either a well long queue for a taxi or I just couldn't get in one. And I went, fuck it, I'm riding home. Uh, so it's like about 11. It's, ele- it's 11, 11 miles. miles. Let's yeah. just call it for, for argument's yeah, sake. Argument sake, let's go 11 miles. And um, yeah, I just started trotting home. I hadn't, I hadn't really run at all for years. And I was like, fuck it, I'm giving it a bash. And then uh, ma- I managed to make it. I mean, I was <laughs> fucked by the end of it. I, I remember like, being, I remember getting a text. I think it was on like Saturday night. Yeah. And like we had football on the Sunday. And someone yeah. was like, Russ ain't playing because he's just run home from Brighton. Mm. Yeah, and then I remember that happened, and then JC, who we both know, yeah. texted me and he was like, mate, come run Brighton Half Marathon with me. And I was just like, I, I didn't really have much going for me, and I was like, just cleaning and getting pissed on the weekends, gambling. And I was like, oh, fuck it, I might as well go and, uh, go and have a little half marathon. And got that done with him. Then we signed up for the full marathon, which was a few weeks later, and then kind of through the process of, of overcoming this massive obstacle that I, you know, I didn't think I'd be able to. Do. I was getting out of breath running five k down. It, like, I remember you doing. Around. What was your first marathon? Was it Bournemouth or Brighton? Brighton, Brighton. Was, yeah. And did you do it like under four hours? Three, I did three forty-eight. Yeah. And that's mental. Like yeah, people, I mean, I will really people will work. People will work towards nice. that for like their life yeah, to try yeah. and get under four hours. And you did it on your first attempt. Right? Yeah. Um, and that that was probably with about six weeks of actual training. Probably less. Mental. To be honest. Yeah. Um, but then I can't, that kind of, that little training cycle got me into a swing of things where I started believing in myself a bit more because I was like, mate, uh, there's a marathon, which I thought, fuck, that's so hard to achieve. How on earth I could ever do that? And then I managed to do it. And I was like, mate, I could fucking do loads of shit if I wanted to, if I just started to find myself it's, in the right way. It's mad. It's like, um, it, it's just one of those things, isn't it? It's like myself and Victoria during lockdown, mm. You know, lockdown was such a hard time. Oh, yeah. And we ended up getting... Um, was, were you running? Were you doing your run during lockdown? Nah. Was that was it the year before? before? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. So we, during lockdown, we were like, Sunday, we were running after work because that's all you could do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Victoria's a massive gym lover. Yeah. All we could do was go for a run. So we were like, right, we'll run four times a week. Yeah. And then on a Sunday morning, we'll get up. And we'll do a long run because yeah. what else are we going to do? Yeah. And I said to Vic, I was like, oh, we'll um, do a half marathon by like September. Yeah. 
think lockdown started end of March. I was yeah, like, yeah. September we'll be back to half marathon. Like first week of June, I think we, yeah. we did a half marathon because we're building up. And I'm a big lad. Um, yeah, yeah. But for me, like for you, you have these guys. And what I love about you is you set yourself goals and you you aim to achieve them. But for me, it was like running a half marathon like blows my mind. But yeah. I did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, like and you must have you must still get feelings like that. And we'll talk about what you've got planned. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like oh, man, I remember the first time I did a half like half marathon like my jaw was aching from having to clench my teeth mm. so much because I was so fucked like my legs were fucked but I was just constantly yeah. for like and, probably the last and the thing half is, hour, just, for a lot of people they'd have gone I'll walk a bit yeah, but yeah. not for you no. because you and that's the thing I think mentality is a big word that comes into it and like your mentality is if I set myself a challenge, I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Somebody that's just signed for Hillside, Luke Howard, you two oh, used to have it. Yeah, and we're Luke's actually boy, we're that. recording this in the Broadwater pub where there's a video of Russ having his bottom lip nailed <laughs> to a table because he got dared to do it. And I genuinely thought with a few of those challenges, you may have died. Yeah. And then when you went and did the other challenges, I thought, well, he's definitely dead now. Yeah. And you came through it, turned up well and fear, shrugged shoulders and went, what were you worried about? Yeah. Um, but that's the thing. Like, So from your point of view, you've mentioned it a minute ago. You said you, you set yourself a challenge and you go, I'm setting myself a challenge. I'm going to do it. Yeah. So, for example, you went and did an elite running course. In yeah. ca- you thought, I'm fed up <laughs> of Worthing. Yeah. I'm going to go traveling. Yeah. And you know what? I quite like running. I'm going to take myself and put myself into an elite running, not not just like a little running course. Yeah, but yeah. You put yourself up there with like, yeah, like some elite mate, there was athletes. Team, team GB athletes there, like all mixed with professional athletes there. And I was just, oh mate, I was a bit of a fraud to be fair. I just thought I'd go there for a little tear up and I got my arse handed to me to be fair. I'm but most people patient. would have lasted one session. Yeah. And you, yeah. you like, but from that point of view, like this is where obviously with this being a bit beery, yeah. like, is it literally, you turn up, you drink electrolyte drinks, you keep yourself, was there like, there is a bit of that culture in running, because most, like, the, the fact is that most runners are actually pretty boring people. Yeah. Um, I'm, I mean, you said it, not yeah. me. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of true, uh, but I'm not really that guy, to be honest. I mean, I've had to, obviously, adapt a little bit of that yeah. seriousness. So, when, when you were doing... So, like, when you were doing that, mm. were you completely teetotal? Were you having, like, the odd beer? Were you... I, I remember having a, a beer maybe, like, a couple of times on that training camp. But, you know, you've met, you'd have fought, occasionally find someone to have a beer. Not yeah, really, but, like, no, they're all, it like... It was more like, you know, go and have your three meals a day, get tucked up in bed by nine. Because... You, but nine. I suppose for them, it's their job. Yeah, they're like, of course. They're, yeah, they're yeah. working. Yeah. They're, they're there trying to... Strive to be as good an athlete as possible. Yeah. You're there because you thought, fuck it, I'll give it yeah, a go. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, I've, I'm a bit more, like, I'm drinking a black currant soda now. Do you know what I mean? Roll yeah. back five years, I'd have been like six months deep yeah. on a Thursday. And, well, oh. you text me saying, I'm in the pub, what do you want to drink? And I said, surprise me. Yeah. You've given me a Peroni, which I like a Peroni. Mate, they've, uh, the Broadies has gone a bit upmarket these days. So I don't, it has, don't it has gone like, very upmarket. I was upmarket. looking at the beers here and I was going, Mate, I remember when they used to be Carlsberg, Carlin. And well, do you remember they used to do Budweiser? Used to mm. do a lot of Budweiser, mm. mate. Um, and now you look around, it's just posh beer city. Posh beer, but yeah. Well, the cru- do you know what lockdown? It, it struggled to help a lot of things, but lockdown helped craft beer massively yeah, because yeah. people were. I, me, for example, I was in the house, nothing to do. Yeah. Much like much more money yeah. than I because I had nothing. I, I couldn't go on bright in the way days. Yeah. I couldn't go on holidays. I couldn't go out for dinner. So it was like right. Well, got a bit of extra money here. Well, Spend I'll buy another. Beers. I'll buy six craft beers at three pound a gun. Yeah, yeah. Rather than now, I'm in the shop and I'm going. Oh, Corona's a twelve for eight pounds. Yeah. I'll have a bit of that. <laughs> trying to do my best, Martin Lewis money saving. <laughs> but. Yeah, so you did that, and then did you go from Kenya to Australia? Kenya, I went to Kenya to Dubai, to then Dubai, then to Thailand, and then Thailand, and then, then from Australia. there Australia. Yeah, yeah. And then when you're in Australia, I remember you. Well, I want to say FaceTiming us when you're doing a medical trial to earn some money. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is, Man. as I say, Russ Cook. 
hardest grafter I know will do anything to add a bit of money. Mate, well, this was Luke, but funnily <laughs> enough, you just mentioned joining Hillside. Uh, I remember him, because he was in Australia at in the northern part of the time, and he, went, he bailed me up and he's like, mate, never guess what I've just heard of that. He's like, you go into hospital, yeah, you get free accommodation, free food, they give you some drug they test you, and then they pay you bank. And I was like, mate, I'm, I'm all mad. ears. Like, I'm just mad. give me the details, I'm fucking there straight away. And then, yeah, mate, I can't, they paid us bank. I can't remember exactly how much it was, but it basically funded the entire Asia to London. Yeah. So, right, you've just mentioned it then. So, the Asia to London, so you're in Australia. <laughs> yeah. And at what point do you get the idea to do this run? So, I actually had the idea, I got the idea initially, right, when um, I was in Kenya. I met this Italian guy who'd been cycling around the world for six years. Yeah. I'm just, he had a few bits and pieces attached to the back of his bike, and I was like, that is unreal. And it just got me kind of thinking about, we all live in this little bubble where we're not really, you know, we all stay in our lane and, yeah. and all that. And I was like, it just got me kind of thinking, we don't, I don't have to do that. I can do whatever no. I actually want to do with my life. And um, and I've been running loads. Obviously, I've been to that training camp. I was like, I was getting pretty fit. I'd done a 10K in 34 minutes. I was like, I'm getting decent now. Yeah. I can, like start to think about things. And I thought, right, next, you know, I've run a few marathons, so I needed something that was bigger to motivate, motivate me for the next one. I thought... Looked up Asia's London. It had never been done. It worked out perfectly with the seasons, uh, weather-wise. And I was like, fuck it. I reckon I can do it. <laughs> so then I remember you putting a video up that you were just running marathons. Yeah, yeah. Because the, the whole Asia to London run was, was it 70 marathons in 70 days? 71 in 66. 70, well, no, but didn't you, did you set out to do 70 in 70, but then you made up miles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So originally it was 70 and 70, but you were making up mileage to yeah. get to villages and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you ended up getting Doing five days more, ahead. Yeah. But, so then you were going, right, well, I've got to train, so I've got to run a marathon a day just yeah, to get yeah. my legs ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, mate, I mean, that's what it was. I remember being on, in, in Oz, just, I was just running all the time, mate. Like, I'd go out, let nights run throughout the whole night and that, like, it was... You know, that's kind of the vibe right now as well. Yeah. For but, and again, like, I, as I sit in the Broadie, this being an audio podcast, so yeah. having to paint a picture, I'm looking out the window as it's absolutely grim, busting it? down <laughs> for about the fifth time today. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, I will be honest, I'm a fair weather runner. Yeah, yeah. Um, I need to shift a few pounds, so I need to get into that mindset. And I, I hope I will do, but... This is what you do better than anyone. You yeah. will push yourself. You will You will say, I'm going to run 50k yeah. overnight. Well, man, And I... sometimes you don't fail, but sometimes you have your issues oh, yeah. where you oh, mate, that's shit mate. yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but that's the thing. But you don't go, oh, God, I've done that. I'm going to never do that again. You go, hey-ho, didn't work out, on to the next day. Yeah. Tomorrow's a new day. Let's start another chapter. Sort of yeah, thing. exactly. And I, I like it when the when the weather's like this. It gives you. Are you a to fight are you a rain weather? So I, I, I like running in. Don't get me wrong. Do you know what? If it's really hot, I don't actually mind running. People yeah. go, "Oh my god, I can't do that." Yeah, yeah. But actually, I don't I like mind that. Sun, yeah. Love a bit of sun. When it's torrential rain, I just can't get myself. Like <laughs> yeah. Well, mate, it's like Sunday league, isn't it? When you when we turn up for a game and I, at nine yeah. a.m. in the, in January and it's piss wet. One of the like, best oh. stories of Sunday league was when we were playing away from home. And we were all going on a night out. We were at Jono's flat and he was our secretary at the time. And he called the league and went, hi, I've just gone past the pitch and it looks waterlogged. And they went, but you're the away team. He said, yeah, I know. They said, so you can't call it off. He went, yeah, I know. But I'm just saying it's waterlogged. (laughs) The game got called off, so it's not too bad. But um, So then, right, so you start in Turkey. Yeah. But on the Asia side. Yeah, yeah. So that you go from Asia to London. And then, as you say, you run 71 marathons, six, six days. Yeah, yeah. First nice. night was wolves. There were wolves uh, on the first night, was it? Or was it just people that were going to mug you? Yeah, for, well, first night I was on the outskirts of Istanbul. I didn't sleep a wink. I remember <laughs> putting my, I'd run the marathon, put my tent up, and then there was uh, a bloke in a van who was just driving up, put his flood like his floodlights on me. Then people were walking up to the hammock. Like I was shitting myself a bit. I'd never really done that was much your first wild, night. Yeah. N- never really done much wild camping at all. Um, yeah, so I did literally, I remember not sleeping a, a single wink and, and that kind of stayed the same for like the first four nights. So I probably slept like a total of about four or five hours. I was fucked. Um, 
Yeah, mate, there was there was nights where there was wolves, wild dogs, uh, people coming. I remember one night in Serbia, some teenagers came and, and chopped my hammock down. Yeah, you, one of your shirt, your England shirt got nicked. England shirt it? got robbed. But you know what? All 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 <laughs> but, of those bad times were way. Um, Compensated by the amount of good times. That's exactly. I was about to say for all the all the shit, all the bad stuff you put up with you and because I we all followed it on your your Instagram stories. Yeah. For all the shit stuff, there were some lovely people. Oh mate, unbelievable! There was that guy that let you sleep on his sofa, mate. There, yeah, the guy in Turkey. The girls and, in the camper van. Yeah. Like, um, you know, there was a, a bloke in Bulgaria who I, I saw him at a petrol station. He offered there was, the town that I was in had run out of water. There's no tap water in the whole town. And he was like, oh, mate, I'll drive you to the next town and get to get some water. And I was like, I can't get your car keys. No, so I'm running. And, and he was like, oh, fair enough. And then like, half an hour later, he turns up and went, I drive there, got some water for you, came back. And I was like, mate, fucking hero. Do you know what and, I mean? And like with us being little southerners, yeah. like, you know, you go to London, people don't even say hi to you on the tube. Oh, man. And then you go to these different countries that are a little bit... They're, they're, the worse, step- they're worse off than us, yeah, but yeah. the kindness is ridiculous. Yeah, it's just a different culture, mate. It's just more like hospitality is more valued there and they're, and they're a lot friendlier uh, than, well, a lot friendlier generally than, than people will be here. Imagine if you turned up in, in Worthing and knocked on someone's door and went, hello, mate, any chance I can, like, shower? Yeah, <laughs> fuck, get out of here. Yeah, like, like, you're trying to rob me or something. Yeah. What are you doing? It's just, yeah, and I suppose, <laughs> but... Any, you know, we could talk for hours about the seventy-one marathons. But any highlights? Any anything that sticks in the mind? Uh, I remember when I was in Belgium and um, like Lou yeah, and the Jarl boys and turned Fraser up. Turned out that was a big moment because I was actually really struggling because it was so close to the end in in the big scheme of things. But the reality was, I still had something like ten marathons to run, and I was kind of had this feeling like this should be over now, but it's not, and I'm fucked. And I remember. I was lying in a bus stop, just like, just kind of in and out of sleep, and I was like napping in the middle of the day. And then the boys turned up, and I was just absolutely baffled. I was like, spent all this time in foreign countries, hadn't really spoken to people, like, like I just hadn't seen anyone I'd known for ages, and I was in my own head for such a long time. And then see, you know, the boys that I've grown up with since I met yeah. since I was like four or five years old, it's just like, fuck me, what a moment like, that was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and probably made you think, Right, I've got 10 marathons, yeah, then I get to see everyone. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get on to that. So you then ran to London, yeah. and you thought, I've run to London. That's, you know, I set out to do Asia to London. That's enough. But no, for us, Cook, it's not <laughs> You're then going to run back down to Worthing, yeah. well, to Lansing, yeah. to be precise, get, sh- get showered, yeah. and then... We all met at the perch, and then we did like a group run. Yeah, and that was amazing. Like Friday yeah. night, like Victoria, like my mum ran. Yeah, like, it was sick. My, my so, man, was, all the foxy was, ladies yeah. were yeah. there. Um, I don't know how many people there. It was fucking yeah, it was quality. Like, and then yeah. and then we all went to feed the kitchen, had a beer, and like yeah. that. And you oh, went man, out in your bar running 10. stuff in yeah, bar yeah. ten, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. That yeah, must yeah. have been a hell of a night out. Oh mate, I ran home from bar ten just because you were you're a glutton for punishment. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but man, yeah, what a so time, what a time and then, so then you were like, right, well, I've done that. I'm now the hardest geezer. <laughs> I've got an England flag that says hardest geezer. <laughs> I can't stop there. Yeah. So then you decided to do a, the break the world record for pulling a car. Yes. And did yeah, you get yeah. a certificate for that in the end? Uh, nah, it, ne- it never got sorted. I never, well, I never actually sorted it out. I did. I was in touch with Guinness, um, and then they were. Mate, honestly, Guinness was just a nightmare to deal with. They were like, first they were like, yes, yeah, sweet, no worries, we'll sort it out. And then they just wanted so much paperwork off me. And it kept going on and on for months after the challenge had been yeah. finished. And I was kind of like, I was like, mo- I'd moved on to like the next thing. But then I was like, I don't actually care. At times like that, you get to a point where you're like, do you know what I'm done? Yeah. Like, like if the, oh, from your point of view, you've done it. Yeah. Like, I, wanted, I, wanted, I wanted the certificate ready there for when I'd finished. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah sweet, got the certificate. But six I say, I'm like, I don't actually care. Like, and the thing is, for some people, they want their name in that book. But for you, all as you said earlier, if you set yourself a challenge, you want to do it. Mm. For you, you know you've done it. Yeah, so like, what I have more got all the proof anyway. I don't really care. Exactly. So. Um, and then yeah. you're wearing a beerathon t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and that was interesting. Yeah. And I remember again, she's been mentioned a few times, head of... Uh, 
head of content for the tap door, Victoria. Yeah. She's not good with six, so we weren't oh, able to man. watch that video was, together. Yeah. So that, talk us through what the beer of thumb was. Uh, bottle of Corona every mile for a marathon. So that was the first one. Yeah. And uh, did you com- you completed, completed that? that one? Yeah. And, and then, because you know, as much as twenty six Coronas and twenty six miles is a bit much. It's all one drink, but the yeah. next year you thought you'd take it at a level. Yeah, I thought I'd up it a little bit, and then I did a, a cocktail of different <laughs> alcoholic beverages. You had a spinny wheel. I had a spinny wheel, yeah, and I think I can't remember the exact options, but they were they were pretty killer. To be fair, I didn't shirk it at all. It was like no, tequi- there was special brew, on tequila, there, special brew, bottle of wine, like yeah, um, bombs. There was a uh, a messy pint on there. Oh, it's, yeah, it's dirt, mate. It's absolute filth, and I think I made it about. I think it was just after halfway, and then I, I think I just passed out. Um, yeah, bad times. <laughs> yeah, just but, dead to the world. But then again, like we said, like occasionally these things don't come off, but you've put yourself up there to try it. Yeah, and and the thing is, if you if you complete it every single time, then you're probably not being ambitious enough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you know you've got to fail every now and again yeah. so that's when you know that your your ambitions so the, are high and like so from that that is beer with drinking yeah yeah so we've got a challenge we're going to talk about in a minute yeah go on but are you drinking <laughs> at the minute are you not drinking are you are I'm you a, like watching what you're drinking I'm or? a part time boozer these days well not even part time to be honest I think I've been pissed maybe three or four times this year oh wow yeah okay. so not really much at all no um, but yeah, I do kind of miss. I, I, I miss drinking occasionally. I think it's good stress relief in it. Just to... it and that's it. Depends on how you do it. Like some people are five o'clock club. They are in a pub at five o'clock. Yeah. At the end of the day, fine. Some people are, like for me, it's a Thursday. I'm having a beer. I don't normally. I normally will only drink Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. yeah. I play a bit of pub darts. And I drink at darts. <laughs> yeah. But, Honestly, I try not to drink in the week, but and that's weird because, like, for your dad and my dad, their drinking culture was all we can do is go to the pub. Yeah, because yeah. now we've got, you know, back then nobody really went to the gym. Only yeah. like proper gym goers went yeah, to the gym. Yeah. Six side football wasn't a thing. Yeah, TV was like four channels. Yeah. Um, so their their social life was <laughs> get we'll down get down the pub at five o'clock every night and drink through. Yeah. But, you know, and maybe in a way, drink driving rules are a bit more lax. <laughs> it, it's interesting, isn't it? Like you have to be. For me, I wouldn't say I'm all or nothing. I can have a few beers yeah. and be fine. But sometimes, especially when I'm trying to watch my weight a bit, I'm a bit like, do I need that beer? Yeah. Like I get. Yeah, I think. How many calories is it a beer? Like two like hundred. Yeah. Well, I think a bottle's about one hundred and eighty. A pint's over two hundred. Like, yeah, I'd rather have my calories in a package. Yeah. <laughs> but then, right, talking calories, we'll go on quickly with me being a funeral director. You yeah. buried yourself a lot. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. didn't eat for a week. Yeah, and yeah. That, was that you were training yourself to fast. Yeah, yeah. So I've done fasting for years, really. Um, ever since. It's part of the training for the Asian Sunderman mm. actually was fasting because I knew that uh, there'd probably be times where I wouldn't be able to eat for like a day or two at a time. And, so and I what... suppose with Asia to London, you, your food, when you're doing, a, when you're in Kenya, yeah. as you said earlier, three meals yeah. and go to sleep, yeah. you're eating, you're carb heavy. Yeah, oh, when yeah. you're running Asia to London, you're stopping at any shop you oh, can yeah, and yeah, getting it's... whatever yeah, you can get. Yeah, a lot of peanuts and ice cream ended up being because it was petrol stations and petrol stations acted like a really good fuel socks I could charge my phone and yeah. then I'd end up eating whatever they had which is normally peanuts and ice cream yeah. um, so that's what I've done a lot of mate to be fair but yeah so fasting and then you built that into burying yourself alive yes yeah so I started doing like long fast as part of the training so I started with like two days and three days four days five days and then you know up to seven days seven days of no food just water did a lot of meditating as well um but, mate, I am a thinker. Like, you could literally just leave me in a room by myself for ages and I'd just think for the whole time. So what what was the biggest thing you took away from being buried alive? It was a great... It was, like, a great reset. I think a lot of the time... For, well, I'm speaking for myself here, but I can end up just doing, 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 doing. And then, like, you get a couple of years down the line, you go, like, 
what was all that about? Do you know what I mean? Whereas uh, this week, that week was like a really good time for me to stop, think about what's actually important to me. What do I want to do with my life? What do I want to achieve? Why do I want to achieve it? Kind of just taking a deep dive into like what the why is behind everything I do. Yeah. And um, it was it was really helpful because it kind of realigned me with, you know, like let's try and find things that are actually aligned things how do I want to spend my life and it's like let's align that with my core values and what do I want my core values to be what what kind of man do I want to be what you know all these kind of questions um and it's just a great opportunity to really like think about that to us that mate that's ideal yeah I think the claustrophobic side yeah. get me straight away but you know we're a generation that We've got rolling television twenty four hours yeah. a day. You can you got TikTok know, just going like this. I was I was day. flying home from Spain the other day, and you know, on a short haul flight now, you can log onto their Wi Fi and they've got an entertainment system. Yeah, I ended up watching Crazy Stupid Love. Great, film. <laughs> great film. Russ Cook, for all listeners that don't know him, doesn't believe in love. Absolutely, oh, I'm, in love. I'm evolving now. I'm oh, evolving. Yeah. I'm evolving. Oh, yeah. what's your views on love now then? <laughs> No, I'd say, uh, I mean, it's a very complicated one. Maybe not, uh, maybe now's not the time to go into it too much. um, Interesting. Very interesting. Well, that's maybe for the Russ Cook uh, episode two. (laughs) When there's a few little Russ Cooks running around. Um, So let's go on to your current challenge then. Mm -hmm. So explain to me what you're doing and why, and also how you're going to do it. Yeah, so the next... The next one is I'm going to run the entire length of Africa. So that is 360 marathons in 240 days from yeah. 16 different countries, um, including Tunisia, Algeria, Mauritania, Senegal, Guinea, Ivory Coast, Ghana, Togo, Benin, Nigeria, Cameroon, Republic of Congo, Democratic Republic of Congo, Angola, Namibia, South Africa, uh, the Sahara Desert, the Congo rainforest, you know, war-torn regions at every possible time. So you, you've literally, you're you're not just going for a cup, you're literally I'm doing it, it all. Yeah, you're yeah, having major, it all. Yeah, big so where do you fly into? Uh, we're not flying, we're, we're, we're driving the van um, to Rome. Yeah. And then we'll get the ferry from Rome to Tunis. Okay. And then drive up to the north north in Tunisia. And then that's where you'll go, and right, this is my start. Yeah, that's the start point, and then bang. And how, how's your recruitment going for your team? Really good, uh, really strong. Probably shouldn't admit this on on a, on a public podcast, but uh, I did some interviews this weekend, and uh, not like any other interviews you've ever, <laughs> you've ever ha- had or seen in your life. Um, I don't know what governing bodies are out there, but they probably wouldn't regulate it. But, no. Uh, but yes, yeah, basically, I picked had had a few few people turn up at Worthing Station, picked them all up, took them to the pub, had a few beers. Told them a little bit about the mission, got to know everyone a bit better. Then I drove up to um, Clapham Woods, yeah. dropped them all off Clapham Woods, went, see you later, boys, have fun. Get back to the station. Here's a few tents, I'll see you in the morning. Uh, then I picked them up in the morning, took them to the track at Ledge Centre, said, right, you've got two hours, run as far as you can. Christ. Yeah. That's a hell of an interview. <laughs> yeah. And then um, yeah, they hell. were set for about two hours, I think. And drops them off at the track. Are you wanting them to run it with you as well, then? No, no, no. The, the, the whole point, of, I don't care if anyone, if they can run at all, to be honest. The point of the interview was just to find out when the squeeze is on. When you're back against you the wall, yeah, what, what you how you did. Yeah, like when you're in a high pressure situation, you're under a lot of stress, you're, and you're fatigued, you know, you're exhausted, you're in a really uncomfortable situation. What are you saying? Because everyone give me great chat when it's over Zoom or we. Yeah. Sit, go down the pub, go, yeah, mate, I'm, I'm great, I'll do this, I'll do that. And I go, it's all well and good, but when we're, you know, four, when you've four got months guns in the middle in of, face. yeah, 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 or, you know, we're in a really hot region, we're in a tight, cramped van, you haven't eaten properly, you don't have any food that you would normally yeah. eat, you're shitting yourself for the last four days straight. Because you, yeah. Yeah, like, then what, what are you saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah, where are we actually? Yeah, yeah. Fair play, man. Um, like, so that was kind of the purpose. I of suppose life. when you're taking someone on like this, You've got to have the best people around you. Exactly, man. Like, and you know, this these this team is not going to be you know like your standard work team. It's like we are a family at the end of the day. Um, is so, it your van you're taking? Yeah, your yeah, minibus? yeah. So um, it's really important to me that 
that we have that kind of family unit. We've been joined well. by head of content, Victoria. Head of content. <laughs> You've, you had a few mentions. Yeah, I had to walk on the park. <laughs> well, we'll carry. Yeah, so your yeah. Do you think your bus can handle it? I reckon. I'll How many it. miles is it? My the journey's fifteen thousand kilometers. Okay, and. The, the bus has been through a few adventures. Yeah. she's It's not her first rodeo, so I'm backing it. Um, Are you going to take a mechanic? <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't really have... Mate, we don't really have the room. We've got room for three team members plus me. So. Three team... And, and you want somebody on filming, do you? Well, they're all going to be content-based, really. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, that's one of the things about this, is- this kind of challenge is that... I, I, all the edge done and stuff, all the other stuff I've done, I've kind of just done by myself on a, yeah. on a bootleg cowboy mission. Well, it's like the Asia to London like would have been, yeah. like, would have been an incredible documentary. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. But as you say, like it's it's having the having um, seen how television works, mm. you know, a lot of things I have to film like five times. Just yeah, yeah. The cameras like and. Get you don't right want to be you don't want to be running uh, that, five times more than yeah, what you want to do just to get right, good video. Yeah. I think, mate, as well, it's just the amount of shit this costs, you know. Like Asia Asia's London probably cost me like I don't know, maybe three or four thousand quid mm. and, and this Africa run's gonna cost about, you know, hundred and thirty K. And that's wow. not including any post production of a documentary. What's your thoughts on funding it? Well, we've got uh, I've got an investor. Nice. Um, he's doing fifty, and then you know that's enough to get us rolling. Get you there, and then yeah. try and crowdfund whilst it's and going well, on. Well, we'll have we'll, we're going to get sponsors. Like we've had a few offers on the table, but I'm just kind of waiting to yeah, see the layer see land, Really, are you going to um, take a medic? Nah, we no. won't have like. Are you going to see a medic before? <laughs> what jabs do you need? What oh, no, jabs I will do get. You need? I'll get jabbed up to my <laughs> eyeballs, probably. Yeah, we all will, I suppose. But yeah. They what we are. I mean, we, we honestly, it's three people. We're going to be the most versatile group of people yeah. you've ever met. Well, when you get to South Africa, yeah. and finish that run, oh, get yourself <coughs> a big pint of Castle Light. <laughs> yeah. that, that's a big. You will have earned that beer for sure, mate. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, really, that's all of our chat. I've got that's a few right. questions for you. Yeah, do it. So, you can only go to one pub for the rest of your life. What pub and why? One pub for the rest of my life. And you can move it to wherever you're going. To. So say you go and move to Africa. Say you love Africa and you move Africa. Yeah. You can move that pub to your local. But what are you moving and why? I reckon it's got to be G&D, isn't it, really? Well, that's, that would be my choice, I think. It's got to be it's G&D. Just, it's, it was where I had my first ever lock-in. Yeah. Like, it's got... Nugs. Nugs. Nugs character yeah. it's a nice family pub yeah you think when we won the league with hillside so when we won the league in 2017 yeah and russ was in that game uh, in lansing that all kicked off, kicked yeah. off about five times <laughs> yeah and that was a hell of a day it was a bank holiday sunday yeah and we um we won the game we went back to the gnd and we went up by the dark dartboard and that's where hillside always goes and in that pub you had couples out for sunday lunch yeah you had families yeah you had elderly grandparents, people, grandparents yeah. and then you had us lot doing jaeger <laughs> making and, all the noise and singing songs yeah. and spraying champagne whilst all this is going on what so you reckon the gnd i reckon the gnd do you know what if if the broadly didn't do all of this this nonsense <laughs> then I probably would have said the Broadie but, but they've the gone G- all a bit upmarking the G&B really is it. your homely nice yeah, yeah, I yeah. like that mate I rate that what would you say your biggest night out is that you can remember biggest night out God, I'll tell you what the one not... night out that you think oh god that was a big one that do you know what it's got to be when we went to the world's most remote pub oh really so I, I went there twice before and it was shut both times <laughs> And like to give you a, not call to ahead. get a bit of context, right? <laughs> to get there, you have to hike through the mountains for three days. It's the only way you can get. So, there. do the people live in the pub there? So, there's a tiny little village. You can only get there by three day hike or via boat. So, wow. these people that live in this little village, they just get the boat to and from. So, mainland. What, like, so are they self self sustained sort of thing? Like, um, what do they do? Food, drink, or they like, go to the mainland, okay. and come back. But um, how long's the boat? 
It's only like an hour. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I've been there three days of hiking twice to get there before, and it was closed both times. <laughs> and then I went back for the third time. You couldn't write in North Scotland, Northwest Highlands, right? Sun shining, 20 degrees. It was pissing cold everywhere else in the country. But for this little pocket of Scotland, lovely. Roll up to this beach after three days of get three days of hiking, third time there. There's fuck girls out, girls on the beach, tits out, mate. There's there's geezers in this pub, Ramo, sun shining. We get a few beers in. There's there's blokes in a bike in the pub having a bagpipe off. It was carnage, mate. Start really? to finish, and we I went with a group who were raising money for the charity, and uh, mate, there was a couple of proper characters in there. We got like boys dropping fucking tabs of naughty stuff that they shouldn't be tab- <laughs> dropping. Um, doing doing throwing shapes on the dance while we were running the whole. So time. is it like a pub and nightclub because it's so remote? Yeah, it's basically whatever. It's you like want literally it's whatever it's the, the hub. Whoever's there on that night decides what it makes what it is. Yeah, and then I remember half the boys ended up uh, sleeping in a in an abandoned caravan outside the back of the pub afterwards. I slept in the bush. Like the other boys slept on the campsite. It was like carnage, carnage yeah. night out. Solid. Yeah. Um, well, I know we, that was supposed to be quick fire. No, it? that's but no. These aren't quick. No, these aren't quick fire. The quick fires are in a minute. The f- what's your favourite ever bar crawl? Favourite ever bar crawl. It might be on holiday. It might be like a Magaluf. It might tell be you in what, Brighton. Um, it might be a London. We did one for a YouTube video. We went to Ireland and drank in every spoons in Ireland. Nice. That was a good one. Really? Yeah. So that was start at eleven, and we're rushing to get every spoon. Every spoon. So it was only eleven, I think. Oh, okay. 12. But it was worthy. You should have man. two on its own. Yeah, I know. But uh, R.I.P. the Timothy that, Shelley. That was carnage. That was good. That was a good pub. Oh, pints of Guinness the whole way. Yeah. Well, moving on from your favourite ever bar crawl, yeah. your dream bar crawl. Dream three bar. people, dead or alive, to go on your bar crawl, and then I guess maybe the bar crawl would be that island one, or yeah. it might be a Brighton bar crawl, or Brighton bar crawl would be good. I'd have. My f- the first name that comes to my mind is Gaza. Yeah, Gaza's okay. got to be there. Yeah. He has to be there. He's like he's leading the group as well. Yeah, he's in charge. Um, three people: Gaza. I'd have. Um, who would I have? I would have. Um, super controversial, but I'd like to just see him and see him and, and pick his brains and just see how loon- how much of a lunatic he was. Adolf Hitler. Okay. Get him in. Solid. Let's yeah. see what like let's see what that lunatic's <laughs> saying. But he's carnage as yeah. well. Right he's out. drinking snake bites. Yeah. Uh, he's definitely getting in a fight at some point. So I'd get and then him and Gaza weird dynamic. Now. Yeah, very weird. And then I reckon I'd go with um Well, it wouldn't be David Goggins. Nah. <laughs> I'd, I'd maybe have Tyson Fury in there. Do you know it? what? I thought you would say Tyson Fury. Yeah. I think Tyson Fury would be incredible. On the yeah. Place. That's a hell of a bar crawl. Yeah. Hell of a bar crawl. But set of characters in there yeah. as well. We've got, we've got some kind of debates going on there. Right? And then, so you've got, a po- you've got a playlist that is like nine hours worth of oh, music. Oh, more, more than that. No, it's like 85 80 hours. Yeah, yeah, sorry. 85 hours. Yeah. So you've got one song to play at the end of the night. One song. It's got the last song of the night. It's got to be Coldplay. Coldplay fix you, I think. Okay. It's either Coldplay fix you or Coldplay yellow. Well, it's funny you say yellow. I've had a bit of a yellow moment today. I was walking back from the car in the rain. Graham Potter's just announced that he's leaving the Albion. Is the Queen snuffed it yet? (laughs) Quarter past she? No. (laughs) No. 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 Not as far as we're aware. Um, so then, quick fire them bottles or cans? Oh, it's tins, mate. Got to be tins, cans. Yeah. I knew you'd be a cans man. Yeah. Pub or club? I reckon that's easy. Oh. Pub. Type of alcohol? Favorite? Beer like lager, stout, nah, IPA, spirit. Straight lager, mate. Lager. Um, or well, not no. cider? I do like a, I do like an apple cider, and I do actually really enjoy a glass of Pinot Grigio these days. Oh wow, well. you yeah. have grown up. You really have changed. Know, You've yeah. changed. Yeah. <laughs> Um, favourite ever beer if you could only have one beer Stella Stella oh, you are such a Stella fan. you're Stella Bella um, and then you might not have one so don't worry if not do you have a favourite TV pub favourite TV pub 
Can you give me an example? Like Queen Vic, Rover's Return, you know what? The Blutch Bull. Don't watch much telly, mate. Um, so that kind of be a hard one. Well, it? do you know what I'm going to say yours is? Yeah, because for those not listening in Worthing, there was a little bar called Cheers 2 oh. that <laughs> Russ Cook was a firm favourite of. Oh, so I'm going to say your favourite bar is Cheers, where yeah. everybody knows your name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now... What I've done it? the first Would You Rather, yeah. which Victoria and I asked after our episode that we put out last week, which was, would you rather be a bus driver or a train driver? Yeah. What would your answer be? Bus driver or a train driver? Train driver. Yeah. Now, I'll be honest with you. Not, it's actually not even a debate. It's not, train driver has absolutely smashed it. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wants the... Bus drivers are more skilled. Yeah. Nobody wants it. Everyone wants an easy life. Yeah. Train driver, stick to the track. Jum, jum. Yeah. So train driver's one. Now, this could be a risk for the podcast, but I'm asking you for a would you rather. <laughs> oh, I was supposed to think about this before I came, but I didn't. So now I've got to make it up on the spot. Would you rather... Um, would you rather... Never drink beer again, or yeah. never have sex again. Now, my wife sat next to me, so I <laughs> that, but we will put that to the tap door and see what the answers come back. I think I could go teetotal. <laughs> Russ, thank you so much for meeting me tonight and just chatting. I, I could talk to you for hours. Yeah, mate. You've been a great mate for years, and I know this is going to be a belt of a pod. Love it. Thanks mate. so much. Good luck in Africa. Sweet. I look forward to buying you a pint when you're back. <laughs> and uh, if anybody wants to follow Russ... Hardest geezer everywhere. Hardest geezer. Twitter, Instagram. You've got really into Twitter recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You love, love a thread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You love a thread. Um, if you enjoyed the pod, tell your mates. Subscribe to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Acast. I'm Snakey's Tap Talk on Instagram. And I am Snakey's Tap Tour. No, I've got that wrong. I'm Snakey's Tap Tour on Instagram. Snakey's Tap Talk on Twitter. The email address, if you've got any questions for any guests, the email address is snakeystaptalk at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you all because you are my oxygen. You are what I do. <laughs> and um, I hope you enjoy it. And Russ, good luck. Nice one, mate. Thank you, mate. Sweet as.